Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ed Scott, the CEO of Electrify. And on behalf of CDO Magazine, and it's 350,000 readers in over 175 countries globally, we are very, very excited to welcome Tracy Daniels. Tracy, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you. A pleasure to be here with you today, Dad. I want to point out that I think our readers should uh, try and, and understand the complexity uh, that Tracy uh, grapples with and the organization grapples with each and every day on data quality and responsibility and so forth. And imagine if you are trying to report uh, to regulators or to a board or otherwise on uh, Basel requirements or derivatives requirements or risk requirements of one sort or another, so many that I can't even remember, Tracy. And this, the criticality of the attestation is is just beyond doubt. And um, uh, I, I'm so pleased that you went there on on this on this notion of, of responsibility because I think so many organizations, you know, people feel that they're in a silo and they don't necessarily feel the connectivity uh, to how the data uh, progresses along in the enterprise to actually get to a result or a report or a recommendation or or otherwise all the way through machine learning and 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 so forth. That's um, right. And it becomes even harder, right, as you start to have these black boxes that will proliferate, right, in the in the environment that, again, the understanding of how well you did up front, how much you can measure coming out the other side become even more important. Correct. May I may I jump in and ask sort of an adjacent question here? And how are you thinking about unstructured data, uh, Tracy? And even though we didn't you know, kind of prep for this, but it, this is the the, mm-hmm. the data mm-hmm. the data source that I think is actually the fastest growing in the enterprise. Did you not see me smile and get excited <laughs> that you had that? <laughs> You know, whether it's in the call center or whether it's, right. uh, you know, on a PDF, an, e- an email, in a semi-structured fashion, how are you all thinking about this? And, and what insights can you can you share to, to our, with our audience uh, today? Yeah, so I think that's one of the, and we've long talked about it. Like, um, again, as we've, um, you know, as we're managing these different platforms, I always sort of look over to my left and I look at our unstructured um, store, particularly around all the documents and think, Good gracious, wouldn't it be great if we could do way more than just store that information and sort of pepper it um, lightly for, you know, elements, right, at best. Um, of course, now that you look at these LLMs that are out there and and, and moving um, swiftly into maturity and production, um, I get excited about mining all of these unstructured data stores, right, for insights and data quality and um, amendments to data um, that, that we can make, right? And I think about um, the opportunity to continue to mature our NLP um, and dive deeper into what we're hearing or seeing on the screen. I think about not just um, mining that information and using it, but then also the ability to start to create content, right? Which is um, maybe more context sensitive than we've been able to do um, before. So uh, I'm right there with you, Ed. I love the promise of um, unstructured data and its ability to, um, I think, become even more powerful in the enterprise now. One of the challenges of unstructured data is there isn't a standardized way to actually, you know, build a pipeline around it and so forth. And it's, you know, it's it's tricky in that regard, but maybe you could uh, give us some insight into your recent comment on to build some content around this. So what type of content and what type of application and utility? That's a, it's a great, it's a great uh, dollop you just dropped there and I wanna follow up on that. 
So it's a, I, I, w- I would say this is not like a truest idea per se, right? So I'm not talking specifically about, um, uh, you know, truest uh, IP or something. But what I, what I think about is, again, the ability to mine that information, derive insights, and then think about how do you create something new with that? Or how do you answer a question differently because you could get to that uh, treasure trove of information? Um, but one of the things I also think about, uh, again, from maybe a, a generative um, uh, perspective or um, uh content creation perspective is now that you have that information and you have the ability to mimic text or language really well, can you make service even more um, personal, right, for your users based on um, that type of information that you're getting to? Can you um, mine language and understand sentiment and maybe give it back to your customers um, in a way that, um, you know, informs them in a way that makes them trust you more in a way that maybe mimics elements of themselves that would give them comfort and trust. But again, not in a creepy way, but can you, um, you know, really start to create again, content that's truly personalized? Well, I I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, a very interesting area here you and you brought it up is in you know the nlp and then the sentiment analysis and you know just mm-hmm. you know off the top of my head uh, imagine all of your products credit cards uh you know mortgage products what whatever it is for any business right and being able to understand let's say somebody called into a call center had a question about a, a product or a service or something like that being able to understand you know that sentiment uh, being able to understand that that customer's journey in its full totality right and and empowering that agent you know with uh, being able to make a recommendation and so forth that that is is likely hits the mark for the you know for the customer that's a that's a very powerful you know a very powerful uh, modality and application and uh, i hope absolutely our- yeah, I hope our listeners are, are are attuned to this. What what Tracy is focused on, because I I think this is uh, we're, we're all hearing a lot about large language models and NLP and lots of acronyms. But she's taking the plane down to the specific applications that can actually drive business value, which is which is really what you know what what we're going to discuss today. So let's pivot a, a little bit, uh, you know, Tracy, and and let's talk about let's talk about uh, how you know how how are the business units uh, at, at the bank or and other institutions that that you've been part of or that you know of? How are they thinking about uh, AI and ML and NLP and computer vision, or are they? And and how should we, as data practitioners and leaders, begin to define success? Because it's critical mm-hmm. to have it's critical to have that KPI, that ROI, and to be able to point to it, right? And to have yep. buy-in on that. So a, a lot wrapped up there in that question, but can we, can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah. And I think it's really interesting Um, with the generative excitement. um, I find business partners are very interested in leaning into the conversation. I think with the tangible nature of generative, right. That they can play with it via, they can understand the applications in their daily life the conversation, it's much more of a a pull from them versus the push of like, let me tell you all the cool things you could do. But I think there's this really interesting pivot 
um, or inflection point is maybe a, a better term, where the businesses are are by are truly buyers and and whether or not they understand the underlying technology, irrelevant. They understand the power and potential of it, and so are thinking through um, applications uh, with their lines of business. So I think that partnership becomes much more uh, fruitful and powerful when they're thinking about it, and they can really productize the technology for for their lines of business. Um, so then from there, right, it's like prioritizing which of these things are we going to do? How are we going to decide which ones are, you know, first or better? Um, and then how do we, to your point, talk about the value? And I don't know that I've heard a ton different in the value conversation around what's the return, how many eyeballs, market share, um, reduced touch time, you know, fewer calls into a call center or first call resolution. Those are all still really important measures and metrics. I think what will also be interesting is some of the knock-on effects that we we didn't expect, right? Um, and can you start to put some, I don't know if you call them stretch metrics or maybe slightly intangible metrics out there that you're really striving for um, that these technologies start to bring. So if I can lower um, call volume or... Uh, the need for a second or third call, can I also start to see things like my net promoter score go up? Can I um, start to tie that to how sticky and deep the relationship gets? Um, not just because I may be doing an even better job of you know, um, offering the next product, but because I'm doing such a good job of addressing your product needs, your servicing needs, um, showing empathy, uh, more appropriately and acutely. Um, does that make me want to use you more um, as a company, as a trusted brand? Um, and will I tell more people about you? I love your I love your uh, responses that you you brought. You gave us a, a number of different ways to go here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, AI and ML have to move beyond the science project into the business value. And I think over over the last, my observation, uh, Tracy, I'm interested in yours, but over the last three, four years, you know, sort of AI and ML sort of come in sign waves. It got, you know, comes in, uh, you know, waves of interest. And then it, you know, it wanes, you know, it gets off the, the top pages of the papers. But it seems that the large language models have effectively crazy glued AI and ML to the, to the, to the boardroom table. It's not going anywhere this time. And I, and I think the, uh, the business unit leaders have picked up on this. And I think they're actually quite intrigued, uh, you know, with the, you know, with the, with the possibility to, mm -hmm. you know, to op, you know, optimize their operations or, or drive top line growth in their, in their specific business units, wh whatever it is. And I and I do think you're you're right. There is a pull, and this is the this is the first pull, if you will, of a you know of an application or a, a solution on top of the modern data stack. And I think it has the I think it has the potential uh, to be you know to be quite large in in that regard. Back to your conversations on uh, governance, privacy, and security. You know, before we let everybody go open up all the toys and the, gifts <laughs> <laughs> and the LLM, let's have a chat about a real world chat about uh, the risk to the organization 
and mm-hmm. and the possibilities. You know, there are three ways somebody mm-hmm. can access you know the uh, the technology right now in the LM. You can go into OpenAI, you can get a private instance, or you can build your own. You know, train your own uh, LLM. They all. What are your views on how the organization needs to be thinking about risk, and what are your views on the three options that enterprise clients and business units face? Yeah, and I, and I think it depends on the organization, right? For us, we've chosen to partner um, with some of our trusted partners to help yep. us um, learn the technology, uh, do proofs of concepts. Uh, we are working hand in hand with our lines of business to vet the business use cases and, and again, learn on these technologies. Um, as an organization, we actually don't allow people to have just general access, right, from yeah. uh, the Truist Network yeah. to these models. We don't want things leaking that shouldn't be leaking. And again, sometimes, you know, not malicious at all, just no. poor choices could lead yeah. to, um, you know, um, things that we don't want happening with our data. So um, we also are looking at, you know, when um, when do we and where do we place the load? Um, again, we want to leverage um, the economies of doing things, you know, in the cloud or with providers, but we want to do it safely. So we want our own instance. We're talking about, you know, do you train in the cloud? Do you uh, move to production on-prem? Do you have a combination of the two? So we're looking at those things. But to your point, in all of those, right, part of the conversation um, at the at the onset is how are we uh, protecting our data, right, both physically and digitally, but also are we thinking about third and fourth party when we enter into um, these uh, type of arrangements, even with our partners? Who owns the IP? Um, if that's a, a question to be answered as we go through this. Um, and then how do we um, continue to monitor, right, as things change, both in the environment, the type of data, if you're moving from one provider to another, all that kind of good stuff, but make sure it's not a one and done. It's a continual process of thinking through our governance, thinking through how we protect the data, thinking through um, the arrangements that we have um, with the partners we might be uh, engaging with. And I, I hope our listeners are paying attention to this because it's not, you know, these issues that Tracy is uh, is are referring to are very complicated and and there are risks and so governance and security and privacy are are all wrapped up here and and must be addressed uh, within the context of everything we're talking about here but in particular the the large language models uh, yep. Tracy just uh, question for you um, and just to, off the top of your head do you think most enterprises will uh, end up dealing with open ai just uh, you know the 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 public version or do you think they'll end up dealing with a private instance or just build it themselves and train it themselves uh, yeah, what, what do you think, think it's going to happen i think it's going to be a lot of partnership i'm not sure um again depending on your business and what you think your differentiator why you would build your own versus maybe train right a model um, with your data and figure out how you kind of arrange for that. Correct. Um, and uh, I'm sure there are uh, factors that go into, do you go with a, you know, a Microsoft version, an OpenAI version, you know, or even some of these um, enriched versions that sit on top of these foundational models, right? So there's there's factors into in deciding that. Um, we're definitely in the partner realm. Well, I think all of us would be uh, would be well served by visiting Tracy's LinkedIn page from time to time to see what pearls of wisdom she drops up on there for all of us to take advantage of. On behalf of CDO and the CDO Magazine 
and all of the listeners around the world. Tracy Daniels, thank you so much for your time today. It has been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Ed.